0: and welcome to the Middle Ground Podcast, a podcast all about Baker Prairie School. This is Kate Shively, your host, and I want to start off by congratulating all of us on making it an entire month of school. It feels like we all deserve a round of applause, a pat on the back, Um, whatever that is. Let's celebrate it. So now that we are a month into school, I think I have a pretty good handle on things. So I will start releasing a new podcast every two weeks on Friday. So every other Friday you will see a new podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about the Zoom bombing and online security, which is now something we think about and talk about regularly, especially when it comes to school. So when I first heard Zoom bombing, I thought that was a made up word that Canby was using, but I did quickly learn through a Google search that it is super common everywhere. I was reading stories about Zoom bombing happening in corporate meetings, town hall events. I mean, if it's something happening on Zoom, it's had a Zoom bomb. And these are events that range anywhere from 20 to thousands of people. I was also reading adults' experiences and them describing how they did not know what to do in that moment and how horrible that felt. And my first thought was, these are adults who work online as part of their field, so if they can't figure out how to handle that How are we as a school and particularly as a middle school going to figure that out? Luckily at this point we as BPMS have a pretty good handle on things. We've smoothed out a lot of the we were having with logging in and attendance, and you know, I think our things are pretty much improving now that we're a month in. Our policy is generally that if something inappropriate happens in a Zoom class, we shut it down. Students will typically log back into class using a link sent by their teacher, but class cannot carry on as usual if something inappropriate is happening. There are a few reasons why the policy is that way. So you may be thinking, you know, why is my student being punished for another student's bad behavior? Or why can't this teacher figure out how to work Zoom class better (laughs) so it's not interrupted? These are fair questions and I'll explain those to you right now. I mean, there are two major components to this. One is that everything we do is for student protection. So something we saw at the beginning of the year is a small group of students were posting their Zoom class links on social media. So for anyone who follows them on social media to then be able to click on that link and log into class. At one point, there was a challenge to try to get 100 people logging into one class, which is so wacky. So, you know, if people are in Zoom and then they log in and and use a student name, that class is no longer safe. We don't know that person. We don't know what they would bring in. And we would rather protect students by shutting down and restarting than allowing inappropriate material in class. So one of our many goals is really to traumatize students and staff as little as possible in virtual learning. So then the other half of that being, you know, we want student protection and we want staff protection zoom is new to us online school is new to us you know last year we were using google hangouts um, as a staff to meet virtually and this year we've switched to zoom so all of this is brand new we're learning zoom ingenuity dreambox how, relying heavily on google classroom so there's a lot to manage and a lot to remember you know our confidence will grow as as we go along and we'll get better at managing these things but a lot of it's figuring it out as we go and having to build some of that muscle memory of what to do in different programs. As staff we're responsible for the well-being of kids while they're in our classroom and in our Zoom meetings and in an online setting that responsibility becomes so much bigger. So our stance is always better safe than sorry and better to lose a couple minutes of instruction than to have something happen in class that makes students not feel safe to log in anymore. So the best way to ensure that your student has a smooth and full class experience, is to talk with them about responsible online behavior. We do that at school, and as of the airing of this podcast, students will have finished all of their digital citizenship content at school. So they should know what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. That's always something you can talk about with them as a refresher and as a reminder that even though we're online and a lot of the examples that they have of online behavior are not great, we have really high expectations because we know they're great kids and we know they're responsible and we want everyone to have the best experience as possible. So now moving on to a completely different topic. Our guest this week is our band teacher, Mr. Paulus, and we are going to talk all about music in school and particularly, of course, music and band at Baker Prairie. Now I will play our previously recorded interview, and I hope you enjoy. So this week we have Jordan Paulus. So welcome, Jordan.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, to of start, course. yeah, to start, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Definitely including what you do at Baker Prairie.
1: All right. Well, um, I'm Mr. Paulus. So I'm the band director here at Baker Prairie. Um, I've been, this is year five already, um, which is crazy to me. And I'm, I'm still the youngest teacher on certified staff after five years, someday, someday. Oh, All right. But, um, <laughs> on, a, I, I, uh, let's see, I grew up in Newburgh, Oregon. So, um, that's not too far away from here. Um, I went to George Fox, which was also in Newburgh, George Fox University, where I got my degree in music education, and basically immediately after that, um, I applied to this position here um, and, and got the job, and I've been here ever since. I'm loving it, so. Wow.
0: Well, yeah. So you also, not only are you a fantastic music teacher, you are a native Oregonian, which is not That's a common right. thing. So this Proud. is a bigger deal, yeah, than I thought. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Um, oh,
0: yeah. That's cool. And, yeah, Newburgh is beautiful and, um, luckily not on fire anymore. So that's oh, that's good yeah. news.
1: Yeah, actually. Yeah. So, so that fire was, was not too far away from where my parents live. So they were, they were at level two for a little bit, but oh, then wow. they moved away. So they're good.
0: Good. 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 And yeah, yeah. now we're all extra thankful for rain at this time. Right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yep. Never thought we would be, but absolutely. <laughs>
0: One, you kind of mentioned this too, so there, I mean, there is a track to becoming a music teacher. You don't wake up one day after college and decide, I want to teach music now.
1: Yeah. So there is
0: extra education that comes with that. Yep.
1: Right. So I actually, I mean, not to, uh, I'm going to get too big of a head here, but I was, I I was interested in so many things in in high school. I graduated valedictorian um, and, and uh, was really into math and was thinking about engineering, too, but I just, I couldn't imagine a life where I wasn't um, doing music 24-7. I mean, I just really latch on to that. So I, I did that um, in college and music, ed, it was a great music ed program. I mean, I had absolutely great mentors um, when I was there at George Fox University. Um, but it, it kind of consumes my every waking moment because, because you, I, I, when I was in middle school, I, I learned French horn and I picked up trumpet for jazz in eighth grade. But other than that, I didn't have. I didn't know how to play any musical instruments. I mean, I still am not great at piano or even guitar, which is which are you know instruments that a lot of people know how to play. But I didn't know how to play anything else. So we have to learn the basics of every instrument, especially if you want to be a, me, a middle school band director, where you're teaching from the ground up. Um, so I had to learn, yeah, all the different instruments that are available for for concert bands and. Um, in college to the point that I couldn't take the, the math classes that I wanted to. And I wanted to minor in Spanish because that would have been really useful. And I had to drop my Spanish classes too, just because music was all, all consuming, but, but I don't regret it. it, it, it I mean, yeah, I get to, to do band class all day, every day now, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize it was all that consuming. I knew that it was a lot of education. My mom is a um, now retired elementary music teacher. And she, oh, she also man. taught, yeah, high school music. at yeah, one point. That's, But the changes over the years, and I don't think I realized right. how. Well, I part of it too time. is,
1: is I, I am certified to teach K-12. So I, I could teach elementary school music if they put me there. And man, I do, I respect those people because I did <laughs> student teaching with them. And oh my goodness, that is a, that is a tough job. Um, and that's where it has to start though. I mean, music is kind of like a language. It's interesting. It um, If, if you get a little bit of experience when you're really, really young, it really helps a long run, but we have many middle schoolers who start from absolute scratch and they do amazing too. So that's awesome.
0: Well, and how did you, so you're certified K through 12. What made you Mm -hmm. choose middle school? So you said, I mean, this is what you wanted right out of the gate.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I was originally thinking high school, but um, it's it's tough to teach high school band when you look like a high school yourself. Um, and <laughs> uh, I know when 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 parents come to our our first concert of the year, um, they. I usually walk up to the front and they're surprised and shocked that I'm, I'm the band director. They're wondering, who is this guy and why is he so good looking? No, I mean, (laughs) they, they just think I'm, I'm young looking, which I I totally get. Um, but, but yeah, what was the question? I got, I got derailed.
0: Oh, this is great. I was asking why middle school.
1: Oh, why middle school? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I was originally thinking high school. I, I student taught with an, an amazing high school band program. Um, but this job opened up, and I was liking everything I, I, I was seeing. Um, Mr. Luchterhand was the teacher here before me, and he went to the same school I did, George Fox. And then he got hired for the, the high school position when it opened up, and he was telling me about this one. Um, I Again, I loved everything I was seeing when I um, when I applied, and I, was, I didn't know whether I was going to stick around for for many years when I originally applied, but I, I fell in love with it. Um, yeah, I, I really like middle school band, and, and a lot of band directors talk about that's where a lot of the real teaching happens. It's it's good to start in middle school, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll start here and see what happens, but I don't imagine myself leaving middle school band anytime soon, to be honest. Um,
0: it's it's where I want to be. Well, I know we're all happy to hear that, too. Um. Oh, thank you,
1: yeah. <laughs> band is a
0: great, and the program at Baker Prairie is, all, is especially – Awesome, and I, I've been able to walk into your class a few times and always wait until whatever you're doing is finished and there's there's kind of a break. So I've been able to listen in, um, and also yeah. students talk about band all the time and in a positive way. And so it's it's cool for me to know the program in that way since I'm not actually in there. Oh well, thank the class. you. I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, thank you.
0: One, yeah. I mean, this is an odd year for everyone, and especially as I think about band trying to yeah. do that in a virtual setting. So, what does band look like at Baker Prairie this year? How is that going?
1: Yeah. That's a great question. So I, I've been talking to my other band directors around the, the greater Portland area about that too. Um, and a lot of us are, are kind of coming up with with solutions on the fly. But um, unfortunately with Zoom is great. it's working great for a lot of different classes, but with ensemble music, it's it's crazy how perceptive we are as, as, as people and musicians. but even the, the slightest latency, the slightest delay, the slightest delay in, in sound it's it's too much you can't you can't deal with it and it'll it'll make the music off track so we can't have everyone unmuted and playing together it's it's that's just the, the unfortunate reality for right now i'm trying to think of more solutions to that so what we've been doing is i've been playing a a clip track uh, and and a recording for everyone to listen to sharing that through my computer and then everyone just mutes themselves and plays along asks questions as needed one of the really cool things, though, is that Thursdays are going to be used as sectionals, where I meet with every individual instrument and people on every instrument, instrument, and we talk about that instrument specifically, and we don't have to to talk about other instruments. So that's kind of that's kind of neat. That's going to be really fun to get together with small groups like that. Um, but yeah, we're still figuring out as uh, as it goes along. Uh, concerts are probably going to just be recorded everyone records themselves and then I will have to spend hours and hours and hours putting all t- those tracks together. But I'm hoping we'll get some sort of recorded performance here eventually. Um, that, that might be kind of fun to put
0: together. Yeah. That's a big job. And also you're getting to getting to, or having to, I guess either, or um, exercise your creativity muscles a lot in how you're going to yeah. do things this year. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Wow. It's not all bad. It's really not.
0: <laughs> yeah. And one that's interesting. I think whenever you, you talk about that concert, too, I, what comes to mind is clips I've seen on YouTube or Instagram of, you know, on Jimmy Fallon, they have um, mm-hmm. bands play on their little Zoom boxes on the screen. And right, so right, right. It's cool that it's possible, and I also appreciate that you're not having to figure that out exactly by yourself and are able to work with the other, you know, music teachers as well, because that's, yeah. that's a big thing, and especially as middle school kids.
1: Right. Yeah. No, we want it to happen. And I'm all about positivity. So I mean, it's just it's something that everyone needs right now. Because I mean, it's these are these are tough times. And but I always tell kids that my students know that two goals in band every single day are have fun and get stuff done. Right? We got to learn stuff. But it's it's a fun subject. And I I love it so much. And I want every, every student to love it. So that shouldn't change just because we're doing everything virtually. I mean, that should still be a highlight of their day. When I was in middle school, uh, that was, that was one of the things I absolutely look forward to every single day was band class and what, what got me hooked originally. So that shouldn't change.
0: Now when you are also one of those teachers that is, that comes out in your teaching as well. And that, that happens in every oh, subject you. area where you can see a teacher's love for what they do and how they do it. Yeah. And that absolutely happens in band. Yeah. when. And you kind of you're doing a great job at segueing a lot of these things for me, so um, awesome. you're a fantastic interview <laughs> <Yes>. guest. <laughs> but right. you, you know, you talk about this being important, especially in tough times. I think that the arts being a part of school has, in the last several years, been a forefront of the the topics. And when we talk about education, so mm-hmm. from your perspective, yeah. especially as our band teacher, what does having music in school do for students?
1: Oh, geez. That's a great question. I don't think anyone said it better than um, Jim Nausen, who was, I only got to work with him one year. He was our art teacher um, before he retired. Um, My first year was his last year, um, but he got the, he won the Outstanding Music Educator. No, not Music Educator. Outstanding Educator in Oregon Award, his last year of teaching. Um, and and when he's when he accepted that award, the the really the only thing he said is, if you want people to think creatively and come up with innovative ideas in their work, then you gotta ha- introduce them to arts. You gotta let them have arts in their schooling. So, and I I think that's just the best way to put it. Um, if you want people to think creatively and outside the box, then they have to be introduced to the fine arts. Wow!
0: No kidding. That's a really great way to put that. Yeah. Cause it yeah,
1: is. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I keep always think back to that, that moment I saw him on TV. That was great.
0: And for you too, part of your focus is making sure that fun component is in yeah. school because you do, like you say, you have to get stuff done, but you need to have some of that fun that engages your brain in a different way and keeps that Absolutely. school experience really positive because right kids will struggle in different areas and band may be a struggle for kids but they need to have those times in their day where that is something where they love and really can embrace because they know they're good at it they love every second of it
1: yeah and all of us teachers at this moment know that that um, social emotional health is really important right now and I can't think of anything that's more uh, socially fulfilling and emotionally fulfilling than ensemble music classes where you're you're getting together with a group and, and playing together that's a social component and then there's nothing quite like music I, I, at least in my biased opinion as as much as as great you know as our art teachers are and have been um there's nothing quite as emotionally impacting as as music
0: yeah when well, I I don't teach music myself but I've played piano since I was five did choir in school awesome. all those things I yeah. like, wholeheartedly agree with all of those things that you're saying
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: absolutely. Um, well, and thank you so much again for being here to talk music with us.
1: Of course. I,
0: I love talking with you every time, and especially getting to talk specifically about music is so fun.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Well, so now um, we have a segment called The Gauntlet where I'm going to run you through just some quick first response questions so we can get to know you better and have a little fun of our own on here. So, are All right. You, yeah, are you ready for Let's The go. Gauntlet? Okay. I am ready. Alright, here we go. So, Mr. Paulus, when it comes to different yes. sections of band, do you prefer woodwind, brass, or percussion?
1: Oh, brass all the way. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. No contest. I started on French horn, and yeah, I'm all about brass.
0: Yeah, you And you get to have an opinion on that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, okay, so what is your favorite song to play?
1: Song to play? Uh, oh, goodness. Okay, there's a, a there's a It was originally for piano, uh, a song called uh, Pavan for a Dead Princess by Maurice Ravel. But the orchestration that he made for orchestra starts with a horn solo. That's absolutely gorgeous, and I love playing that.
0: Right on. Well, and then what is your favorite song to conduct?
1: Oh, to conduct. Oh, goodness. Um, 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 Um... I honestly don't know. That's 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 too hard of a question. Right. It might just be. It might just be. Let's go band, just because it's so fun. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's not it's not tough to conduct, but what we do at, at every final concert, every first concert, um, I, I just love getting into that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I know my favorite song that you conduct is anything when you play Harry Potter. Always a oh, favorite. Yeah. So <laughs> always, All yeah, right. sticks out in my mind all right so star wars you choose the original star wars so episodes four through six or the prequels episodes one through three or
1: the sequel trilogy which is out now um no (laughs) episode nine shouldn't exist
0: um but okay i
1: i have to go with i have to go with original trilogy i mean i grew up with the prequel the prequels all came out when i was a kid so i kind of grew up with that but in retrospective i realized that not all of them were great. Um, but the ones that have, have consistent quality, I'm very opinionated on this subject, as you can tell. Um, the original trilogy for sure.
0: I am too. And you chose correctly. So I don't have to share my opinion. (laughs) All right. right,
1: Good.
0: Um, so describe your middle school self in three words.
1: Oh, um, nerdy, um, quiet and, um, Weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yep. Like most middle school, really.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: So um, next, favorite breakfast food.
1: Um, protein shake. So I do it almost every morning. Banana, kale, spinach, protein powder, frozen strawberries, Ooh. almond milk. It's great.
0: Sounds delicious too, and healthy. Yep. Disney or Pixar.
1: Pixar, yeah, absolutely. Just the, just in terms of of the, I mean, Disney has some great music, but Pixar really does, and and just the art- artistry of their of their works. I mean, my favorite animated movie of all time is Coco because it, it's about the power of music, really. But yeah, definitely yeah. Pixar.
0: Absolutely, second to all those things. Yes. <laughs> and our last question, I want you on the record here. Should we oh. have? <laughs> Not scary at all. Should we have a designated nap time at school for students and oh. staff alike?
1: Oh, like a little siesta. Yes. Oh, oh man, I don't. So I think it depends. Like, like if we keep the if we were to keep the seven forty start time, I would probably say yes. To be honest, that's just developmentally appropriate. But if we were able to keep the eight forty start time that we've been able to do this year, maybe not.
0: I don't, maybe we don't need it. Huh. I appreciate the thoughtfulness there.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
0: And you're also, we're three for three, all three interviews I've done. Everyone has said, yes, let's get us a nap time. So,
1: (laughs) Well, and and I, I do, I have said in the past that's that the, the one, the most valuable resource in the world is time. Right. And it's, it's something that no one can get more of and no one can buy. So that would be the one issue I might have. I hate wasting time and and maybe maybe some people would think that's a waste of time. You can't do more stuff after school activities. I don't know, but but it is important. You need sleep too.
0: <laughs> it is. It's a complex topic that I like to make it people is. nail down a simple answer on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh well, Mr. Paulus, thank you so much for being here and sharing Absolutely. your wisdom with us. And we look forward to seeing how band concerts turn out this year. I know I will be logging in whenever and however that happens.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for all the kind words. Thank you, for, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right. Thank you again to Mr. Paulus for being on this podcast and such a fun guy to work with and to interview clearly, as you heard. We were so lucky to have him. So as an update for BPMS, we have just a couple of announcements. One is that we will start having, as a school, a virtual town hall. So be on the lookout in your email for a Google form from Mrs. Turner as we get those going. This will be a time once a month to get together to have Talk about questions, talk about topics that we need to talk about as a group, so we really hope you can come. Also want to remind you that there is no school on Monday, October 19th. That is a great day for staff, so your student will not be in virtual school. Still a great day to work on homework and other things, but but we will not be guiding that for them. The so shout outs to Mr. Parcher, our technology expert, for all of the support he's given to everyone. I mean, students, staff, parents. He is calm, cool, and collected all the time while having to manage all the new technology for all of us and and troubleshoot, and he is just an amazing person, and we could not pull this off without him or the rest of the technology team. And as always, if there's something you'd like to hear about on this podcast, maybe a topic, maybe a person that you'd like interviewed, let me know by emailing me at kate.shively at canby.k12.or.us. And that's also will be in the description of the podcast. You can find my information there. All right, let's end on a high note. This week's high note comes to us from Woburn, Massachusetts. So way over on the East Coast where Gloria, who lived at home by herself in her 70s, had some issues. Gloria had an overhead light fixture that went out, but she is on a tight budget and knew that it would be an issue. So she called in an electrician, John Kinney, to do some repairs. She thought she was only calling him in to do one repair. Little did she know, she would end up with her entire house being redone. When John went to fix her light, he saw that she didn't have any lights, she didn't have any running water, and it was something that really stuck with him after he did his repairs and left. So he set up a Facebook page saying that a nice old lady needs help to try to solicit some other local tradespeople to help out. People really took that to heart, and her home now has new electrical, new plumbing, new windows and has had extensive repairs to the wall, ceiling, front steps, and porch. There's even an organization that was formed called Gloria's Gladiators to bring local tradespeople together to help out with projects like these. When Gloria was asked about the generosity that she received, she said, look at these people, you can't even comprehend the gratitude that I have. So what a cool story and a great way to end our week and to send us into the weekend feeling both gratitude and generous so we can help those in need as we learn who they are. Sometimes it's ourselves, sometimes it's our neighbors, a family member, a stranger, but whoever it is, I hope that you are able to bless them with your generosity whenever you come across them. Well that's it for us this week. Thank you Mr. Paulus for taking time to talk with me. Thank you to my partner Brent for the music and thank you to the inventor of the Stress Ball and whoever decided mini candy bars were the way to go. So enjoy the transition to fall as the weather cools and as we always say, stay kind, Baker Prairie.